hello and welcome back to Ready Gamer 1, a podcast focused on video games and geek culture. I am your host, Ben Cornette. Today on Ready Gamer 1, we're talking everything E3 2018, the highs, the lows, and everything else about the sweaty nerd convention held annually in Los Angeles. We'll wind down the episode with our list segment of five condiments we'll never use. Our music is listed in the episode description. Fresh from his world tour serving 15 love in Mario Tennis Aces, welcome back my co-host, Josh Cross. Hey, Josh. Hey, man. What's up? Did you did you just crack open a cold one? Mmm. <sighs> I did. Serving I'm ready. 15 love and cold ones. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is not going to be a fun topic. I know, right? That's why I had to. We're getting started early here. Yeah. Oh man, this is uh, well, E3 was um, you know, comparing it to last year, I will say that they improved some of the stuff in the convention center, but okay. not by much. <laughs> How many? Uh, so is this your what third time, fourth time going? Um. I think this is my fourth or my fifth. Okay, fourth or fifth. All right. I yeah. knew it had been a few times, but I couldn't remember exactly. Was yeah, um, three times. Yeah, three times as a uh, media badge. Well, I'm sorry, two times as a media badge holder. One time as a GameStop employee, and uh, two times uh, as a private citizen. I'm confused. So GameStop employees get to go. Uh, well, yeah. I actually, I was a. This is when I was a regional manager or whatever. Oh, okay. I thought there's like I a regular a like higher up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um instead of doing um instead of the Las Vegas uh, you know, managers meeting, they decided to do it in Los Angeles the week of E3 and they did an event on Monday and then they did an event on Friday and then E3 was sandwiched in between it. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like it was a reason to have you guys go out there for some big meeting, basically. Yeah, actually, it was a really clever idea. So That's cool. Uh, you know, actually, uh, on that note, it looks like GameStop is looking for uh, a company to buy them out. Um, so I would really love to start uh, my trade-in offer for seven ninety nine for the entire company. I think that's a fair offer. Um, but if you act now and you order our pro membership, we'll give you an extra 10%, so... Oh, hey, yeah, that's right. And you'll get your uh, Game Informer subscription. That's right. Don't you, They still make that, even though I don't know why. They do. <laughs> it's like the last magazine alive, I think, at this point. I didn't even know they yeah. made print anything. You know, I will say, actually, because I, I have a pro membership, and um, the last Game Informer I remember getting was, it was for Samus Returns, and... Uh, the art that they put on the Game Informers lately, the last few years, has been really great. So that's one reason I have not minded that magazine. The content inside is terrible, but the the <laughs> you know it's it's this is one of those times where you judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I think I have. I'm actually a big GameStop guy. I, someday I'll tell you the story about how um in like three months I made basically over two thousand dollars from them and got banned. Uh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> um. But that, yeah, that's its own episode. <laughs> yeah, I get their magazines too, and uh, yeah, the art, the cover art is actually really nice. I like, they do have really good. Whoever does the graphic design is pretty good. The writing yeah. is just just bad. I'll leave it at that. But yeah, makes me long for the days of being a managing editor at the Hidden Triforce. Anyway, 
Um, back on to to the discussion at hand. So E three overall. Um, so this year I attended. Um, I was out in L A for the entire week. Actually, I was out. I left Monday morning. I flew out from Detroit to L A, and then um, I met Rob, our partner from Game Lost. Uh, he was there for the week as well. He drove from Chicago to L.A. Jeez. Um, yeah. That's, uh, you know, he he told me about the trip and going through the mountains and everything. I'm like, mm, yeah. I, I mean, being as tall as I am, being crammed in a car for longer than two or three hours really just drives me nuts. Plus, I have ADD. So, you know, I'm already bored thinking about this. Um, but, yeah, he... Uh, he drove out there and uh, he attended Microsoft FanFest, which he showed me all the swag that he got from there. And I got to tell you, he probably walked away with close to maybe six or seven hundred dollars worth of swag. Uh, he has a two terabyte uh, Microsoft Xbox One, like it's official, all that crap uh, hard drive. What? Uh, those things. Yeah, those things go for like two hundred dollars, I think. Like they just give that stuff away. Yeah. I guess I got to make fans somehow, right? Right. Uh, but, I mean, he, he had uh, some pretty other good swag, uh, some Sea of Thieves things and uh, other Xbox things that I can't really talk about because I don't follow Xbox that well. But, um, yeah, he, he had a good time at that. And then uh, the convention itself was uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, Tuesday was... They, they did it differently this year based on how they opened it to the public. So the the floor opened at noon on Tuesday, but it was only open to those with media badges. Um, and then the floor actually opened at 2 for everybody else. Um, and then I think it closed at like 6 uh, every night. So you only had a little bit of time to try to get in line for anything, which basically as soon as you know the normal people or the uh, people got in with the gamer badge, as soon as they got in at two, they had to get in a line without even like exploring the entire floor, which, you know, to me, if I go like to a new mall or something like that, like I always do like a lap around the entire thing to know where stores are. And then I'm like, okay, where do I want to go? Yeah. Um, you know, I want to do the same because the layouts change every, every year. And what was obviously noticeable this year is that Microsoft was not inside the convention center and they were not in the LA convention center. They were hosting themselves at the Microsoft theater, which was about two blocks away. Um, I don't know if that was a smart idea or a bad, uh, 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 one, because I feel like the Microsoft event, uh, to go over there to see and demo their games, the way that they had it set up, they had more than they usually do when they are in the convention center, but there was really no racetrack around the entire part of the theater. Um, you basically, you walked in and you either were on the main floor or you went down to the basement and the basement had a little bit of a racetrack, but other than that, there wasn't much to play downstairs other than Sea of Thieves, which I had already beta tested. <laughs> I like that. I like that they're showing a game that's already out. <laughs> I mean, most of them did. I was really surprised with the demos that were available. I, I thought, oh, okay. What was funny is that you know they had released, you know, Nintendo released Fortnite to the eShop uh, yeah. on Tuesday. Right. So there were people in line to play Fortnite, playing <laughs> Fortnite. He's like, you can just this. You can just down. You can play this now. Yeah. <laughs> don't stand in line, please. Yeah, and it's like, please okay, don't. why? Why? <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to play Fortnite, man. I'm standing in line for six hours. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, you know, I, overall, I had a great week. Uh, you know, I, I, I left Sunday morning. Um, I purposely stayed, you know, I, um, uh, previously we had Tom Polos on our show. Tom lives in Los Angeles. So, uh, Saturday was full of, uh, Philly cheesesteak and, um, a lot of alcohol, which is always wonderful. Um, so it was, it was nice to spend time with him, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> the entire week of E3, um, I could have probably gone out to Santa Monica Pier and had as much fun la- waiting in lines for other things that weren't <laughs> already available for me to download. You could have done that here. Yeah. Just wait in a line. I could have just, done that in Monroe. Just, just go anywhere and wait in a line. Like, this is fun. At, I'm at E3. I'm, I'm getting the experience. Yeah. At Custer's Last Stand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So typically there's always those group of people like the diehard gamer nerds and analysts that are like, oh, you know, Microsoft won E3 this year or, you know, you know, like last year, everyone's like, oh, Nintendo won E3 with the Switch. Okay, great. No. Um, Anyone that says X, Y or Z won E3 this year, they are full of absolute horseshit. Um, (laughs) This year was a very mediocre performance by all of the companies. I will say that maybe if I had to edge one out, Sony would be the one I would say they won. But that's um, that's basically taking a polished turd and saying, here you go. Yeah, I think only because maybe they showed, they just showed some gameplay. I feel like in most of those games where I feel like a lot, I mean, Nintendo was showing gameplay of stuff that like, I mean, Smash Bros. is great, obviously, but I feel like Sony, most of their, most of the videos they're showing was actual gameplay. Yeah, compared to like Microsoft, who the only game I feel like they show was Halo. It was just a stupid little teaser trailer that didn't show anything, and so it just I mean, showed a Spartan helmet. That was it. Yeah, yay! What's it about? No one knows. That's it. Yeah, hey, Master Chief. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I, I feel like Sony. A lot of their demo, or uh, their their trailers and whatnot, were actually utilized well by showing gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I um. This was really the first time we got real a good, real good look at Spider-Man's gameplay, which now um, looks to be a physics-enhanced version of the Batman Arkham series. And that's not a complaint. That's not a, that's not like a well, this game's gonna suck. Point. No, this right. this game's gonna be awesome because it's gonna take what made Arkham great for Batman. It's gonna do that for Spider-Man by uh, you know amplifying the physics of that character and the way that Spider-Man moves around in the environment. The other cool thing I like about it is that. With the open world aesthetic, I mean, Spider-Man isn't afraid to mingle with the citizens of New York, whereas, you know, Batman is very much in the shadows at all times. So it's going to be a very night and day game. So it looks really good. Yes, to say, yeah, I I agree. From what I saw of it, I liked a lot. Um, I remember, I think, was it Spider-Man 3, I want to say, came out for like PS2 a while back. It was obviously a long time ago, but I remember that game was like, I was blown away because that was like the first like kind of open world Spider-Man game. And this kind of like Spider-Man 2. It was 2. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, This kind of reminded me of that only in the sense that like obviously that time is like 100, but I don't know. I just liked it. It looked good. I'm excited for it. I don't have a a PlayStation 4, so I can't even play it, but it looked good. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 for the PS2 and the uh, Xbox 360, that actually was um, uh, Dance Dance Revolution Panic at the Disco, and you had to dress as an emo Peter Parker to play it. Good. (laughs) We will never forget that. No. 
<laughs> Thank you, Toby McGuire, for your sacrifice. Yes, yes. Never, never let Tom Holland do that, please. Unless no. he's like w- willingly like parodying it, and it's like, oh, it's a Spider Verse reference, and then that unlocks a new world, and that would be funny. But yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, uh, Sony had uh, a good look at The Last of Us 2. Uh, I know a lot of the fanboys went nuts for that um, for other reasons as well. Uh, the, <laughs> the game that caught my attention, though, was uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is that samurai open world game that kind of looks a little bit like uh, Breath of the Wild meets Tomb Raider. And it's all like feudal Japan and everything. I'm like, this, this looks good. So to me... There are two strong games that I didn't get a chance to actually play. Um, So I'm going to wait for my nephew because my nephew has a PS4. And I'm going to see if he gets these games. And if Spider-Man and Ghost of uh, Tsushima play as well as they look, I might end up buying a PS4 or another Hulu box. Yeah. That game does look awesome. Uh I love Last of Us, the first one, and so I'm really, really struggling with, like, reasoning buying a PS4 just to basically play a few games, specifically that game, Last of Us 2. Um, Right. Me and my friend were having an argument about whether or not we thought the whole sequence there was scripted. Uh, Obviously, it's real gameplay, but um, the question of whether or not the AI was all, if that was all just, like, happening real time or what have you, if it was all just, you know, AI just being scripted. Um... I'm pretty sure most of that was scripted, but just the fact that it's still using in-game engine is pretty, in my opinion, um, remarkable, I guess, just because mm-hmm. how fluid the combat was, and that's how it's kind of how the first one played, but maybe not to that extent that the second one was. Um, but, yeah, I was very impressed with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, the game, I mean, even the first uh, The Last of Us, you know, was a very visually stunning game, and this this looks to continue in that tradition and expand on it. So to me, when you're making a sequel video game, you want to take what worked in the first game and make it bigger and better. And so far, uh, just based on the trailers and the footage that we've seen, it looks like that is true for the last of us too. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Microsoft on the other hand, uh, their, their big screaming moment was, uh, the halo infinite trailer. Uh, okay. I mean, thanks. I don't understand. Thanks for giving us a game that I don't think anyone was asking for. I don't, I just, I don't get it for a couple of reasons. For one, so, um, I think it's been, it's Halo release usually, it's about every three years, I think, that they release a new iteration of the Halo. And so I think most people are expecting, I mean, this is not really unexpected. I think people are expecting Halo 6 or some sort of, uh, either Halo 6 or what they think is maybe what this game is, which seems like maybe it's like not an MMO, but maybe like almost some sort of offshoot to the main series that it's like some sort of multiplayer-focused online entity, I don't know, that's different from the main series. But the fact that there's no real information, that it's just it's literally just like a 30-second teaser with nothing, I feel like is is kind of pathetic just because... It's been three years since there's this Halo Five, and they don't give us anything. Yeah, it's just kind of a letdown, I guess. I I love Halo. Well, let's say, I, well, I used to love Halo. I haven't loved Halo probably in a, since like three, because four was dog shit and five was garbage too. But um, 
yeah, it's just it's just kind of a letdown that I feel like there should have been there's a real opportunity there for us to give for them to actually kind of really deliver and it was just it was such it was such a letdown. It was I was really disappointed with it. Yeah. Yeah, there uh, uh there are videos on YouTube of people overanalyzing every frame. Yeah. of that it's, like it's just ridiculous. 25 second trailer and it's like, "Okay." Um I I I mean I I get it as someone who runs a website called the Hyrule Herald. I understand that. I understand fandom, but I mean, uh, even now I I distance myself so much from some of the diehard Zelda fans because (laughs) my Lord, I have never met a bigger group of butthurt people. When you say something like if you give them an opinion, you're wrong. Right. If you say anything negative about the series at all, like, any, any criticism? Why don't you like Majora's Mask? Because uh, I didn't like the time play mechanic. Oh, well, you just don't know how to play the game. You suck. That's the wrong reason yeah. to not like a game. Uh, oh, because okay. it's a bad game. Yeah, I mean, storyline, I thought it was neat. But yeah, other than that, I just didn't enjoy that game. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, otherwise, for Microsoft, I did get a chance to play The Division 2. So that excited you, um, as it did me, <laughs> I, can, I can tell with that two-second pause. I took a sip while uh, you said that. Oh, uh, <laughs> Are you adhering to Tom's drinking game for this show? Yeah. Every time you mention oh. a bad game, I have to drink. Oh, that, that must that's an addendum to the game. So The Division 2, um, again, you know, as I stated earlier about The Last of Us 2, you know, when you make a sequel game, you want it to uh, expand and enhance about everything that made that game good. I will not say that The Division was a bad game. However, I will say that The Division got lost on me pretty quick because it instantly became the same as Destiny, only that it took place in New York. What's neat about Destin, or Destiny 2, <laughs> The Division 2, <laughs> is that it um, it takes place in a one-to-one scale of Washington, D.C., which I think is very ambitious for them to take on for a video game. Um, the other thing that I liked about it is that the gameplay and controlling was a little bit smoother than the original division. Not that the original division was a little clunky, but this just felt much more fluid. Um, graphics didn't really seem to be that different. Um, a little bit more clean. Uh, but other than that, there was nothing that really wowed me about it. I will say that when Rob and I were in line playing this game, you you were given a mission, and you were playing with uh, four people total. One of them was one of the Microsoft gamers, um, and their job was to sit, sit there and play the Division Two all day. Which <laughs> I don't. I mean, at least they were getting paid to do it. So there's that. Um, but their teams were wiping like left and right, and I'm like, how? Oh, this is like terrible. So for those of you who really know me. You know that when it comes to third-person or first-person shooter games, it's just entertaining for everyone else to watch because I fumble through those so bad. The only person that was downed, and I bring this up as a bragging right, was Rob because Rob is a much better gamer when it comes to those things than me. And he was revived, but our team never wiped. And you would have thought that they would have given us something cool like a Division Two pin or something. Yeah. No, nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> They were mad that you guys were doing good, and they've been playing it all day and were wiping. Yeah, how dare you take this 30-minute demo and make it six? 
Yeah, you fools. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a question about this game. Yeah. Who wanted this? Who wanted the Division 2? Yeah, who wanted the Division 2? That's a great question because if you look at sales and reputation for De- for Destiny 2, it's not doing very well. Maybe that's their idea is that maybe this is the Destiny 2 that you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but Destiny 2 is actually an okay game. The Division was not a good game. How can you say that? <laughs> Has it gotten better since the newest expansion or what? Uh, I mean, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a great game, Destiny 2, but it's it's okay. It's it's passable. It's a, it's a pretty good game. I mean, for what it is, it's not bad, but I thought Division 1 was horrible. I played it at launch, granted. Mm. I heard, I know it got a little better after launch, but I just... I feel like that fan, like the people that played that, I feel like it died within like a few months of it coming out. So I don't understand why they come out with a sequel to it already. That feels about true. I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe they were trying to say, okay, what did we do wrong with this yeah. game, and how do we make it better? So may, maybe this is this is what Destiny really should have done instead of doing a, a thing saying, uh, you know, well here is the Taken King, which because because to me that is where Destiny really was good was the Taken right. King. That was probably their best expansion. Um. I think the storyline, I think everything about Destiny is a great idea. I love the uh, MMO as- aspect of it. I love the different classes. I love uh, all the different ways to play the game, like a little bit of a puzzle solving. I mean, like the platform jumping and everything else was super freaking annoying, but, you know, yeah. uh, it was fun. It was challenging, and it needed to be. Um, but you're right. I, I, I don't know anyone who clamored for, oh, I need a sequel to The Division so bad. Hey, Bill, are you getting to Division 2? Because we love the Division 1. I don't think anybody's saying that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody has ever said that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I, I feel like I don't even know anybody that really played the Division. I, I mean, I know a few I people did. who got it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I played with Noah and Alex and all of that group. But, um, you know. How, how long did you guys play it for? I'm going to say that Alex was the first one that rage quit. Um, he probably did that like two weeks in and realized it was not what he wanted to pay money for. Cause he was just yeah. grinding the same way he was in destiny. Right. So he started playing dying light again, which by the way, they are making a sequel to dying light too. And to me, that looks fascinating. Um, but other than that, I think I played the division maybe for a total of a month, month and a half. Hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I had a lot of problems at launch, if I remember right. It was a bad launch. Um, yeah, a lot of server problems. I remember like just looking at trailers for that game when it first came out. Like before, like E3 trailers before it even released. I'm like, this looks sweet. Like the dark yeah. zone and all that. Man, it looks so cool. And I feel like it was none of that really. Or I mean, I think it eventually became some of that. But at first, it was like none of that felt like. Yeah, it 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 did not. The final product is not what was teased, which was yeah. a bummer. You're you're right in that. Uh, otherwise, at the Microsoft uh, Theater, I thought the cool thing about it was while you were waiting in line to get into the theater, there was uh, a little quartet of musicians. And I, I threw this out, I think, on the Hyrule Herald or e- either my personal Instagram. They played, it was uh, Sea of Thieves themed. So they played a lot of Buccaneer music and, and ga- music from the game and everything. It was really cool. But uh, that was the big thing downstairs. Uh, I had no intention to play a game that I had already beta tested in a game that I don't own. I don't think that Sea of Thieves is a bad game by any means. I just don't really want to play it. 
haven't played it, can't comment on it. Not doesn't really interest me. I mean, you know, I had a lot of fun when Rob and I beta tested it, but that was because I found a bell and I could sit there and ring it maniacally. I mean, that sounds like the fun stuff or just like getting like playing music and annoying people. That's probably what I would do. Yeah, if I, had I mean, if I can't troll people in a game, then what the hell's the point? That's right. I just, what's why play video games? Yeah, why live so, really? Yeah, speaking of why living, let's let's talk about Nintendo. Yay! <laughs> um, so I think they hit the snooze button a few times uh, while they were prepping their E3 presentation. Uh, their booth layout was a little different this year. Uh, in order to get in to get your Nintendo swag and everything, which of course, as a Nintendo fan, that was where my goal was. So I went on Thursday. I figured a lot of people always think that because um, the bigger people leave on Wednesday, that the convention's over on Wednesday, but it's not. It ends on Thursday. And I was right. There was a lot less people uh, in in the uh, convention center on Thursday, so that played to my favor. Okay. Uh, but I did RSVP to play Smash Brothers. You had to sign up to play that. Um, but I wanted to make sure I got there in time so I could actually get through and play some other games because I wanted to play Mario Tennis Aces. I, you know... I liked the Mario Tennis games. I think they're great. And this one actually was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. But in order to get into their demo area to play anything, you either had to wait in line to play Tennis Aces or um, Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. And I thought, yeah, we'll go for Mario Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. So I know I was like, I'm sure that's probably where you and I would have like split and gone two different ways. Yeah. But yeah, once you got in, you then went over and then you were able to play. Uh, this was a little weird. It was all of the third party games. There was really nothing else Nintendo sanctioned there. Like you could play Fortnite and you could play all these other games that are available on the eShop, like Paladins and stuff. <laughs> um, and I was just, uh. I thought that was a really weird thing for Nintendo. But uh, all you had to do was play three demos total, including Mario Tennis or let's go uh, Pikachu, and then you got your Nintendo swag. I don't, uh, so you, had to earn, cool. you had to earn your swag? Yeah, you had to play games. So I played, at Nintendo I played Super Mario Tennis Aces, and I loved it. I, that's a game I'll buy. Uh, I played Fortnite, <laughs> which I had already played on the Xbox. I played on the PC. And so I will tell you that on the Switch, and since I, I have it on the Switch, you know, I mean, Noah and I have been playing it. And what I love about this, by the way, is we actually played Fortnite with my brother who was playing it on his PC. Uh, so anyone who has a PlayStation and wants to join us, good luck. Um, Go oh, wait, screw you yourself. can't have good luck. Yeah, because you can't do it because Sony's being a child about all this. Uh, but anyway, uh, this, so I think cross-platform play on that is great. But I also think that it still plays really well on the Switch, which is impressive for a game that is solely based in, or a, a machine that's solely based in a tablet. So yeah. It's 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 wonderful. That is cool. Let's see. Uh, I played FIFA 18 because there was no line for that. Uh, <laughs> I just walked up. I'm like, is this open? He said, yeah. I was like, okay. Is this is this a hey guys? Is this a game or what's yeah? I mean, yeah, come on, come come play, come play, please play, please play this yeah. FIFA game. Hey, you, that's you what I play? felt like. You play soccer? Do you like soccer? Hey, you like soccer? No, play yeah. soccer. <laughs> so then I played that for like 10 minutes. I looked at the guy. I'm like. Okay, do I have to finish this or can I go play something else? He's like, <laughs> you you can go play something else. Stamp, stamp your passport. I'm like, thank you, because you had a little passport that you carried to show that you played something. I felt so bad for that guy. 
<laughs> so then I walked over to play Fortnite and I played Fortnite for maybe 15 minutes and then I was like, oh, okay, I will get in line for Smash Brothers now. So then I played Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Is that what they tagged it on the end of it? Yeah, that's what that's what they're calling it, I think. Yeah, I wonder where they got the idea for Ultimate. Something with the letter U. Did they have a system that had a U in it? Mm, maybe. Was it... Did they port... Because oh, oh, that's right, it's a Super, port of Super Smash Brothers Super Wii U. Super Nintendo U or... Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. I thought this was so, a... No, this is a new game. This is a new game, isn't it, Ben? Everyone's saying it's, it's a new game. It is a hybrid of oh. a new game with some port or maybe a parts of it is new and it's ported. I, I can't really define it, but <laughs> you know, I, I will say I did play my demo with this girl who was, or no, I didn't play with her. Uh, she was in line before me, but she was dressed up as little Mac and man. Oh man. Was she killing it? Um, was she playing as little Mac? She, I think she did play as little Mac in the first one. I think she then said she played as somebody else because I decided to, when I did the demo, I didn't want to play as somebody I already knew. Now, granted, the way that they did the Smash Brothers thing was like this. They had like 10 TV screens on the main first level. And you played four players on each one. So you were, the line actually moved pretty quick to play Smash Brothers. Um, it, the the f- winner of rounds one and two would progress to the next round, which was like four TV screens with four players. And then the winners of those would go on to the final showdown. If you won the final showdown, you got a Nintendo. It was the same Nintendo lanyard that was given out for the E3 badge, but it had a Smash Brothers, like a big metal on it. Okay. Well, just for playing the game, you got a smaller version of that. Okay. So whoop de doo. Uh, I think second round got like a Smash Brothers um, Switch, like tablet wipe. Yeah. Okay. Great. Because uh, you got a Nintendo tablet wipe for, for, for playing anything in the Nintendo area. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so their swag all the way around wasn't all that impressive, but uh, you know the the main part of the swag, other than the Nintendo tablet white, was uh, pins for Mario Tennis Aces, which I gave uh, Mario. I think I gave to Tom, and I have the other ones on my uh, lanyard. Um, so yeah, uh, all in all, Nintendo really underwhelmed, in my opinion, this year. They just had opportunity to keep the momentum that they had from last year. They had a great show last year. They've had a great sales year this year. They could have hyped up so much. Yeah. And, and not that Smash isn't something to hype up. Smash is. But but that's like that's a game that's going to sell. Right. Metroid and other games that are coming to the Switch needed a little bit more of a presence. I agree. Yeah, it's like it's a lot of questions. It's like where's Metroid? Where's Fire Emblem? You know, they we hear all this talk about Star Fox. Where's that? You know, Yoshi. where these? Yeah, where's yeah right? Where's Yoshi? These games that are slated for you know end of quarter like quarter four, early quarter one, twenty nineteen. Like, where are those games at? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because you. I mean, those games are probably pretty close to being done. At least in the sense that there's enough that they could probably show. And and so I don't understand. It's I think. I think what you're seeing maybe here is a little bit as I mean I guess you've been seeing it the last few years, but Nintendo is kind of they don't really care about E3. It feels like at this point they're just kind of they just show up and it's more of like a it's more of a presence I feel like than an actual demonstration for them at this point. 
You're absolutely right. I mean, so now that we can kind of segue to to the uh, overall thoughts of E3 and the future of the program, you know, there there was a wonderful Reddit post, and I actually I'm setting up an interview to do with this guy from Reddit, uh, and I'm going to interview him, and I'm going to try to splice it into either this episode or a, like a part two kind of a thing for E3. Um, he absolutely had a terrible time at E3. He yeah. thought it was an absolute waste of time, and he, I mean, he he wasn't being like reading his post. You, you can tell when someone's being a brat or, you know, just entitled or whatnot. He was not. He was being very sincere. Like, he was hitting on points, and I'm like, you know what? Even as someone who had a media badge, I can agree. I remember feeling that way about this stuff, and I had a media badge. I had abilities to get into different things than other people, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, E3 is still a very big media event, and it's treated as such. There's not as much for the actual gamer to do. Uh, at the event, PAX is a different event. PAX is a lot more gamer friendly. Um, so, I mean, there, there's a lot that we're still going to be doing on the show for the next couple of weeks regarding E3 and the, you know, just everything that's the aftermath. Um, as far as the future goes, and you're right, I, I feel then, well, I'll start with Microsoft. With Microsoft actually not being in the convention center, I feel like that was a different uh, event all the way around. Sony had a much bigger area this year because Microsoft wasn't like just piggybacking right off of them. Um, but this also allowed for, uh, you know, Bethesda and other gaming software developing companies. They had bigger areas now to utilize on the floor space. Um, you know, Tomb Raider had a huge booth, which um, was very impressive. It looked really cool. I, I didn't get a chance to really go in there much, but uh you know, it was really sweet to see that um, the indie market was developed a little bit differently this year. Um, they were put towards the front, which was great. Usually they're tucked away in the little back corner that nobody goes to. But with Microsoft not being there, I think that's kind of the start of this change in the event. Uh, Nintendo is always famous for doing their directs and like dropping them at the, you know, at random times. Right. With Nintendo getting ready to open theme parks. It's only a matter of time before Nintendo pulls out of E3 completely and starts doing private events for game releases at their theme parks to not only drive traffic and sales for Universal, uh, you know, but for accommodations and everything else. I really see that help happening. I can honestly see Super Nintendo World coming back as their big video game announcement for every year and them not showing up at E3 anymore. Yeah, I, I agree with you that. Um Basically, everyone's going to do their own BlizzCon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which only I, only Blizz, Blizzard can do BlizzCon. I mean, yeah, that's right. That, only Blizzard. You know, I've I've yet to actually go to a to the event. I'm I've been invited with my friends and my brother every year, and I would love to make it this year. I, I'm going to try to, um, because I love Southern California. Why wouldn't I want to go to Anaheim? <laughs> right, you go see the Mighty Ducks. I could like quack quack quack, Mister Ducksworth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. We talked a little bit about it as far as E3 goes is that I think you're seeing kind of this big transition in a few years from now. I don't even know. I don't think E3 will even, I mean, it'll still exist, I think, but I don't know that it'll even be what it's been in the last 10 years in the sense that I feel like it's always been like these, like these holy shit moments where it's just like, oh my goodness, like everything's just really like that. That's when the companies release 
that this it's, this is the time you know when people they release the big stuff and people are just blown away by you know the company's presentations like you're saying oh who won e3 like that's not really even a thing anymore I yeah. think because well, a couple of reasons. I think the internet's kind of done away with a lot of that. Uh, I mean, leaks are leaks are a thing now. It's just it's very hard to feel like to even keep these things secrets. But also yeah. just because, um, I mean, so many of the companies are just specifically Nintendo, and I feel like you're seeing that a little bit more with the other companies too, with like Sony and Microsoft, where they're doing their own solo like release things, like with the Nintendo Directs and those type of things, where they're just they're just you know putting on their own shows away from aside from Ether and aside from everything else. With Microsoft not even being at the actual expo is kind of really strange to me. Uh, I I want to say that's kind of because in the transition transitional period, I feel like they're in as a video game company in general, in the sense that I feel like they don't really know kind of even where their place is. I mean, like when you think of Microsoft and specifically the Xbox, I feel like right now it doesn't. I don't really know what even it even is at this point because I mean you can't like it's not like Sony where it's like it's clearly PS4 is clearly a video game system because they have obviously specific game they have you know Sony games specific first party games that you can point to and say yes this is what they're doing as a company this is where they're moving forward I mean same thing with Nintendo obviously but with Microsoft it's like it's never really been that way it's even especially now within the last few years where there hasn't been really any really big first party companies are not very relevant i feel like at this point in time with their games and publishing so i feel like we're seeing them really move away i feel like not to say that they're gonna not be a video game company or not be part of the video games anymore but i mean i just it's just confusing i feel like it just shows kind of where they're at in the sense that i feel like they don't really know where they fit into as far as the whole gaming aspect of things go currently yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, Microsoft doesn't really have any amazing uh, intellectual property pieces right. that are like really selling anything. I mean, you know, I mean, Nintendo is known for their IPs. Sony has many IPs. I will say the one game that was announced and shown a little bit more this year that really is it's a shared game between them is the uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that looks really good. And it looks like it's what everyone wants, um, but again, that's that's going to be a Microsoft and Sony game that that will not go to the Switch. I'm positive it yeah. would have been announced by now. Um, no, well, you know it's sad, but that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, and just to speak to the Microsoft stuff, stuff a little bit more, I feel like because you see, I mean, they have the Game Pass, and I feel like you're seeing them almost go to more of like they're becoming almost more of a services based. So. I, Ten years from now, is there even a Microsoft console? I I don't know. There might be, but like yeah, I mean I feel like it's because now that they're really I feel like they're working trying to work hand in hand with Steam. Like a lot of the games that you could only get on the terrible game for Windows Live that was awful system like service. Now it's on. Now all those games are on Steam. So I feel like it's like they're and then of course obviously you can have where you can buy the game from either PC or Xbox. I feel like you're seeing them kind of almost maybe like yeah maybe the Xbox isn't maybe the future at this point i don't know i wouldn't be surprised to see microsoft released uh an xbox like laptop yeah a a, a travel console system that has its own dedicated screen isn't Mm -hmm. a hoss to move around i mean you know my my current laptop will play same quality if not better quality games and not overheat um so there's no reason for me to lug around a 12-pound console. 
Right. Um, you know, that's that's one thing that's very impressive about the Switch is that it's incredibly lightweight. You can take that thing anywhere. Um, so to me, that's that's Microsoft's next move is, you know, they've always, you know, Microsoft is a PC company. Right. So to me, it makes sense for them to release a console that uh, allows for Bluetooth connectivity for controllers. It has an ability to HDMI to from from the laptop to a TV. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's almost a no brainer. Yeah. Yep. So and I then, think you maybe... know. I mean, you put a put an isolated version of Windows on there and allow for you know only you know. I mean, this is where it would be lost on me if I can't put Google Chrome on there to browse the internet. Then I don't want it because I don't I don't want to use Microsoft Edge. Yeah. And this is this is kind of a little off topic, but I think there is a there was an interview I think where Ubisoft was interviewing um, what's the guy's name one of the top exec from from Xbox from Microsoft I can't remember his name it doesn't really matter maybe Peter Moore is that maybe I don't know it doesn't matter okay. anyway anyway they're saying they're talking about um, they're saying like a ten years from now Ubisoft so was saying like they don't even believe that there's there's not even consoles like everything is just streaming. So basically, ten years from now, there's no such thing as a console. It's everything is streaming, which I mean, Nintendo probably would never be okay with that. But I just think it's interesting because, like, I feel yeah. like this the the whole industry as a whole is really it's like in a weird transitionary period. I feel like right now, and I think we're seeing that kind of with E3 and just how this show has been going the last few years. So yeah, time will tell. That's yep. the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, with that in mind, let's uh, let's wrap up this episode. Let's do our list segment here. Uh, so this week's topic is uh, five condiments that we will never use. All right. What is your uh, What is your first one? Okay, so uh, mine is I, I don't even know if this is a condiment because I literally just looked on Wikipedia and just picked up stuff that I was like that sounds gross. So I just I, I so you're not a picky there. eater. Eh, not really. I mean, I'm a little picky, but like. Right, and there's some. I'll try everything, but there's some specific things I hate. And one of these things is pickle juice. I hate pickles, so I don't really want anything like pickle pickle related. I don't even know what pickle juice is, but I guess it's some sort of condiment. Wikipedia said it was a condiment, so I'll believe Wikipedia. But yeah, I don't Relish? want anything with pickles. So that was that's my next thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I would I would consider that relish. Okay, but... it's not pickle juice, but yeah, isn't I mean relish is essentially pickle juice. So I don't, I don't know. It's chunky pickle juice. Uh, okay. Uh, my number one, um, or you know, no, no big order really. Uh, is mayo or aioli? Don't, 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 don't try to fancy a term for me. <laughs> Cause that that stuff's gross. There's nothing healthy about mayonnaise. It tastes like garbage. Don't put that on anything. I mean, when I when I actually. I had someone that told me that they made a chocolate cake and they used mayo in the mixture and I wanted to heave right when they told me that. <laughs> well, it's just egg whites. I'm like, I understand that it's just egg whites, but it's not just egg whites. It's egg whites and oil. That's all it is. Yeah. Blech. Okay. So that's funny because yours is mayo. And I actually love mayo. I like I like it on sandwiches, BLT, put it on burgers. But actually, the thing I hate is actually Miracle Whip. And so that was my other, that was my like two or I guess number three or four. I don't know. It doesn't matter the numbers, but yeah, that was my, that's the next thing is, is Miracle Whip. I hate, like, I hate the way it tastes. Like give me mayo. I want full fat, real mayo. I don't want that cheap garbage, fake bull crap, Miracle Whip junk. Get that stuff out of here. Hate it. 
I think the reason I've always hated mayonnaise is because uh, I worked for a summer once as, at a, in a pizza kitchen and in Monroe actually, and uh, they would make grinders there, and um, there was mayonnaise, and then there was the fat-free mayonnaise, and I swear to you, no one ever used the fat-free mayonnaise, but for whatever reason, the spatula would move inside of that container. <laughs> so that was weird. Um, it was possessed. Yeah. Good. Uh, my number two, um, tartar sauce. I've tried this before, yeah. and, and, and I, I stay away from a lot of seafood all the way around just because I have a shellfish allergy. But um, I, you know, when it comes to like having fish and whatnot, I just, you know, the, the, even the taste of it sometimes will uh, make me feel like I'm like closing up and about to gag. But uh, tartar sauce, I've tried it on a couple of different things. No, it's kind of gross. Um, what number are we on? I'm on my third. I think you had a combo of one and two. Okay, so now I'm also on three then, I think. Because I did, yeah. yeah. I said pickle juice, relish, the miracle. Okay, so my number my three is also tartar sauce. Uh, okay. Just don't like it. I've tried it before. Uh, if I'm going to eat, like, I mean, the only thing I feel like you really even eat it with is maybe, like, fish. I don't know, like, yeah. like fried fish. And I would just rather use ketchup anyway, so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right there with you on that. Um, so my actual number three is nacho cheese, and I'm very specific about this. I actually I, I don't hate like homemade nacho cheese, like if I've made it myself, like a like a Velveeta or something. But like, don't give me the nacho cheese that's been in a hot container all day, and I go up there and squirt it out. That stuff's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> what about like like so like even like Taco Bell? You're not oh you're god okay no with it? nothing. You don't like from it? Taco Bell really? This, no. no Taco Bell at all? Well, I'm good with Taco Bell, but not nacho cheese from Taco Bell. Put the shredded cheddar cheese on there or nothing at all. I mean, I prefer like probably like shredded cheese on my nachos, but like their nacho cheese is pretty good. What about like on a burrito? Like, you know how they put it on stuff? You don't like it then on the, on the, on the burritos and stuff? Nope. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Well. Take that shredded cheese and melt it. That's how you make a burrito. Okay. Um, I think my <laughs> number... F- no, that's terrible, but all right. Um, my number four, I think we're on number four, is mm-hmm. Nutella. Okay. Nutella is I, that's like hit or miss for me. Nutella is kind of like, uh, like peanut butter's little like stepbrother <laughs> that no one likes and is makes fun of and like gets beat up at school. And I feel like the people that eat Nutella get beat up at school because it's terrible. <laughs> And like it's like they try to make it sound like it's healthy. Oh, it's good for you, and it's it's really not. Like if you look up the nutritional facts, and what even is it? It isn't like um, what's hazelnut. it made out of? Hazelnut, yeah, hazelnut. Hazelnut is like I said, it's just like peanuts, little bitch. Like no one wants Nutella. <laughs> the kids that want it are just like they think it's chocolate. Like mommy, I want Nutella because they think it's chocolate. You think you're putting chocolate on their piece of bread, and it's just it's not. It doesn't taste good. No one likes it. Hate mm. it. Well, I mean, people like it, but I don't like it. Yeah, um, I was introduced to Nutella when I went to Trader Joe's and I picked up cookie butter because I had a recipe that called for cookie butter and I had never cookie heard butter. of that before. So good. But uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was really cool. It was like gingerbread cookies turned into like into a butter and it, uh, I made these little muffins out of it. And it, Anyway, long story short, that was cool. Um, yeah, no, Nutella is kind of gross for me. Uh, the only thing outside of peanut butter that I love is like uh, either almond or cashew butter. Those but, are good, um, yeah. I have had yeah. I've had almond butter. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, my number four. Uh, and this is this is how picky I am. 
I will not use barbecue sauce that is not Sweet Baby Ray's or <laughs> deemed a good one from uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. So, uh, like, I can't go to McDonald's and get barbecue sauce. I'll use I'll get sweet and sour sauce. I love their sweet and sour sauce. But I won't use their their barbecue. I won't use their Szechuan sauce because I'm not smart enough or intellectual enough to understand the reference to Rick and Morty other than what I just made. Um, yeah, I don't get that either. There's just like in like Chick Fil A, like their barbecue sauce. I don't know. There's this this weird flavor sweetness to it where it like has a taste and scent of like feet that have been in flip flops <laughs> in a hot tub all day. I don't know. But, it's weird. All barbecue sauce is like. I mean, it's just. It's like brown sugar, something else. I mean, it's just it's just a bunch of sugar. I don't understand. Do you not like the sweet stuff, or you don't like the? I mean, sweet baby Ray's is pretty sweet. Is you don't like the stuff that's more like um, I don't say like sour tasting, but less yeah, sweet. Yeah, I don't like that? the sour type. So, okay, yeah, that's 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 All safe right. to say. Okay. Hmm. What's your number five? Five, last final thing. Yeah. Okay, so I, I like this. Okay, this is a kind of that I, I like, all right? But I don't like when people use it inappropriately or they use it wrong. And what I mean by that is I mean A1 steak sauce. I okay. hate, I hate, I hate when people buy a nice steak or you just get a steak and you just, you like dump it on there or you just, I, I just don't like it. Like I want to eat it. Like it's okay to use it for other things, even though I know it's called A1 steak sauce, but I just like you're ruining the steak. Like and you ordered a steak, you paid good money probably for the steak, and then you use sauce. Like that's all you're tasting. You're not even tasting the meat, which is the whole purpose of obviously eating a steak. Is you're just like you don't not supposed to even put anything on steak. Like maybe salt and pepper, maybe, but it's all I don't understand. You're just ruining the whole meal at that point. You're just putting ketchup and Worcestershire sauce on your steak. Like why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I, I I will throw a one sauce on a on a burger every once in a while. Yeah, that's but, uh, good. Like I know, don't. That's that's, fine. that's an intended purpose for it. It has um, other place purposes for. It. And I get it. It's called steak sauce, but I don't know. I just feel like you're ruining the whole meal at that point. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number five is mustard. Mustard of oh. any kind. Honey mustard. Mustard dressing. Blah blah blah. Oh, I, I knew hate you were it. I think one it's of disgusting. Those. I knew um, it. And it's not from lack of trying. I, 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 as, as Tom is my witness, we went to Golden Road Brewery twice and they have this pretzel appetizer where they serve it with three different sauces. There's a nacho cheese, which actually was okay. Um, there's this honey mustard one. And then there was some other mustard one. And I tried all three, three of them and I gagged on two and a half of them. <laughs> so... I you know no you're you're laughing which I mean you should have saw Tom watching you know watching Tom watch me eat this is probably one of my best memories other than <laughs> the one that happened this recent time when we were both uh, at a bar and we ordered like this appetizer platter and I thought that we had ordered some sort of uh, French fries or something but they ended up being like deep fried zucchini and I took a bite of it and I'm like oh what the hell is this. And like he lost it, he thought it was so funny because I was so let down that it was zucchini. Uh, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Why are you telling us this? <laughs> I have no shame, my uh, friend. No man, mustard's so good. I love mustard. Mustard uh, on hot dogs, mustard on pretzels. Uh, I mean, like uh, deli mustard, so good on the spicy mustard on a sandwich. 
honey mustard on chicken nuggets. Oh, McDonald's hot mustard. So good on oh, the chicken nuggets. Oh. So good. This, this is a true story. This is a true story. Um, so my grandmother, I remember as a kid, I would when I would stay the night with my grandma and grandpa, uh, we would usually go get McDonald's. And she would get honey mustard, the the because it was a little bit like spicier tangy, if I remember her telling me that correctly. And I would always get sweet and sour sauce. And I remember, <laughs> like the first memory I have of this, she used to like she'd get done, and if there was any honey mustard left, she would stick her finger in there and just start going to town on it. <laughs> and so like she just she's like, what? You don't do this with your sweet and sour sauce? I'm like, no. She's like, you should try it. And I did, and it's like one of those weird things that I will do to this day. I'm like, okay, I have like a little bit here. I'll just take my finger through that. And it's like every time I do that, I'm like, oh, grandma would be proud. <laughs> that's, like, that's like stuff my little, my one-year-old child does. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that I'm on the same intellectual level as a one-year-old. Uh, no, I mean, you know, it's just those funny little things. It's just, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> you get her to try it. Here, try this. Yep. Good. Yeah, damn. This is, this is a good list. I, uh, you know, it, it was. I figured it'd be kind of quick and easy, and uh, telling telling more about us. So I mean, I thought <laughs> I honestly thought I was kind of a picky eater, but oh, I think you no. got me beat. What is this amateur hour? Yeah, apparently. Go with me out to dinner sometime, Josh. You'll be like, oh my god, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> You're gonna eat any of your food? No, I just mostly take a picture of it and feed everybody on Instagram. I mean, that's fine, too. That's what most of America does, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Ready Gamer 1. Be sure to continue to follow us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Uh, you can leave us, you can follow us on Twitter at ReadyGamer1 and leave us some feedback and reviews. That helps us uh, in the big show. Check out our partners over at GameLust for gaming news and reviews. GameLust, we survived E3 2018. Actually, I mean, we also won E3 2018. I think I think Rob and I won E3 2018. Nobody else did. I think Rob and I did, though. Uh, join in on the conversation over at Nintendoholics, where the first step is admitting you have a problem. Until next time, I am Ben Cornette along with Josh Cross, and this has been Ready Gamer One. I came, I saw, and I drank beer. The end. Oh, amen. I did it.